It's good because he's right. <laughs> Remember, we're doing the 16 deadly deeds, and what we try to do here is to give you information how to live your everyday life. And the reason that I took this way of teaching is because I didn't like church. And I'm really not a churchy guy, like you being there all day, you know. Some of y'all, come on, black folks, amen. Uh, like you, you being there all day. So uh, I figured that if you could give a life lesson that pertains to everybody to help them to live better, it doesn't take an hour and a half or two hours because you can only eat so much, chew so much, and digest so much. That's right. And so the day we're talking about one thing, this is remember the 16 deadly deeds, these are weapons that Satan can use. Even if you're not a Christian, these things can be used against you, and this one is called dishonesty. Mm. You see, and dishonesty is something that can cause you a whole lot of problems. That's right. And one, time, one thing let's talk about is start out, the worst person to be dishonest with is yourself. Amen. You understand, and remember, We've been doing, I think it was last week, yay and nay. We've been doing double-minded and all this kind of stuff. Well, all of these doubt, all of these things can open doors to some serious situations in your relationships. Your relationships with God, your relationships with yourself, and your relationships with the people around you. And so dishonesty, it's just kind of like uh, I hear some of the preachers will preach with weather like we have telling the people, well, you can get out in here, just trust in the Lord. And so you uh, will be dishonest to yourself knowing you can't drive out here in this, in this kind of weather, right? And people do it, but they, they allow somebody to speak or another Christian brother or sister to say something. And I'm proud of my uh, uh, members that are on live stream. Some of them live in apartment complexes where there's no, it's ice everywhere and dealing with this. One of our brothers, I won't look that way because he'll, he'll think I'm talking about him, y'all know, he fell, uh, hit some black ice this week. And so sometimes uh, you gotta be honest with yourself with everything, all right? So dishonest sometimes can uh, uh, cause you to buy something or sell a wolf ticket that you can't buy, right? You see? Teach. Do you know, uh, a bully, that's what a bully is. A bully would try to get you to be dishonest and, you, and scare you. You hit him in his mouth and he'll take off fleeing because all he is is a bully. That's what Satan is. That's right. Y'all Christians? So if you're a Christian, then you shouldn't be afraid of anything because the Bible says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So what are you afraid of? You see, some people see some people would be better off uh, saying, "I'm a churchgoer." Don't say you're a Christian. Just say, "I'm a churchgoer," because if you're a Christian, then then you shouldn't be afraid of some of the things that you're afraid of, right? Right? Do you know the devil can't do anything to you, right? If you're a real strong Christian, because he's supposed to flee. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So if you're dishonest and you're just a churchgoer, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Okay? So here we go. Let's talk about dishonest. And it, 
And there are certain things, everybody in here, there are certain things and characteristics that people have that you detest. I mean, it just, just gets on your nerve. Amen? Amen. The, the other, I won't mention some of mine, but there are just some things that I, I just don't want to tolerate. You see? Amen. You know, I'm one that, and I tell you all that, uh, that you ought to obey the laws. I'm, I'm a guy to obey the laws. And so in Gladstone now, uh, they're going to, they now they're going to start checking people that's licensed that are, that are just, you know, just over them little tags and this and that. And a friend of mine, to, oh, you, I got y'all in trouble over there. <laughs> they told on themselves that they're going to stop you. And a friend of mine told me, we were talking, he says, well, I don't think they should stop just for something like that. And I said, have you ever thought about it? People who don't have the right tags don't have insurance. That's right. So if they run into your car, That's right. then you say, okay, it's okay, I understand. No. And so it leads into other things. So, no. And then after I talked to him about it, then he was really being dishonest because he didn't get all the what? Information. All right? So let's... So I hope there's somebody in here. This is one of my, I just, that bothers me too. I hope this, this is somebody in here just like me that just hates dishonesty. Amen. I hate dishonesty. It'll put you in a place that you can't handle. That's right. Or it'll take you out of a place that you can handle. You see? And I always like to use my favorite thing. You see? Uh, I see, uh, okay. Dishonesty for you married folk up in here. When you look at them vows, <laughs> you better make sure that you know what you're signing up for. That's right. You see? Right? You see? And then uh, for me, you know, I wouldn't be a, a dictator type person, but I get upset with people who say they love this country and this and that, but they don't vote. That bothers me. You can't be dishonest. You're dishonest when you say that you love something and you don't want to be a part of it. That's right. All right? So we good? Because we're talking about everyday life, right? Okay? Dishonesty is saying I'm going to go on a diet uh, for the new year. I ain't got to go no place else, right? Because well. you know you don't have the discipline to do that. All right, so... We're going to talk about dishonesty, okay? Because that is one of the deadly deeds. Here we go. Dishonesty is deceitfulness and untrustworthiness shown in someone's character or behavior. And that shows in someone's character or behavior. What does Pastor Phil say character is? Say, I don't know. Some of you don't know because you haven't been in. It's who you are in the dark. Character is who you are in the dark when nobody is looking. You say one thing and you become another. You see? All right? Dishonesty is also lack of honesty or integrity. And it's the lack of integrity. And the lack of integrity is just something that bothers me because if you don't, if you're dishonest about something, it's going to cause a lack of integrity. If you don't have in, uh, 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 integrity in your life, just don't say no. Just say no. There's some people in here, and I used to do this years ago. I said, God loves you and so do I. And everybody in the church would say, God loves you and so do I. They got that from Dr. Shula. And I stopped doing that 
because I know there's probably some folks in here that don't love some folks. Well. And they've been dishonest and they're repeating after me. Right? And say, tell me the rest of it. And at the time, there were some folks that I didn't love, so I was being dishonest too. <laughs> and so I, I shut that thing down right quick. You see? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Right. So there's, it sounds like a little thing, but it's no. It's the truth, okay? And lack of integrity. Let's go to integrity. Integrity is the quality of being honest. Now, are you honest? This is the person I'm asking yourself. This is an individual thing. First of all, honest here, honest here. Honest here, honest here. Okay? A person of integrity avoids gossiping. Whoa. That's you all that's on the Facebook or whatever they call that thing. Because, you know, I call that the Wild West for cowards, all right? Yeah, folks, yeah. yeah. And everything, y'all do know everything's on Facebook's not true, right? That's right. And you know, some of you listening to some folks, it's just this, this, this dishonest, right? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Integrity also avoids sharing secrets and confidential information. Well, you can tell me, I won't tell nobody. You didn't know. Ain't you heard? It's on Facebook. <laughs> and it happens in the church. That's right. Sometimes the church is the worst place to go. And it bothers me. That's why I'm going to tell you all something. You won't believe this, but it's true. Nobody ever calls Pastor Fields with gossip. That's right. You do not want to call Pastor Fields with gossip. Ever. And it doesn't happen. A lot of pastors get caught up in that. The only person you can call me with the issue is you. That's right. Sister Gwen and I won't even talk to one, if you're a couple, without the other couple's consent, are they both there? And I've heard her get a many a person, a woman, because she talks to women, and uh, they'll say, well, you know he. She said, no, we ain't about he here. This is about you and me. He ain't here. That's right. We do the same thing because dishonesty will get in there. Because, you know, folks will say things when folks ain't there. That's right. Okay, all right. Integrity also means having strong ethical and moral principles. Do you have strong ethical and moral principles? A dishonest person can't have that. All right? It means always keeping your word, following Whoa. through on promises you make. Always keeping your word and following through on promises you make. Always keeping you. My, my stepfather taught me one thing. He says, Chet, you know, they call me my middle name. Your word is your bond. Always keeping your word. That's why we never do these drives where people send money in here. We don't do pledges in this church. Never have we done pledges in this church because people get emotional and the pastor's up there speaking and you need to plant these seeds and give this, this, and do this, and do this, and do this, and God will bless you. We don't do that because then when you get all emotional, you start pledging something that you don't have that's dishonest. So we don't do that, right? Right. That's why we don't take an offering up in here and we just got that, that uh, offering box back there because we don't want no little eyes, big U's, big U's, little eyes in here. You see? God, do you know how much money you should put in church? Ask God, he'll tell you. That's right. Not the pastor. <laughs> The pastor don't know what you got. Ask God, he'll tell you. Right. The 10% in here. 
you see? Just those kind of things. I'm trying to get you to understand there's little bitty things that people get caught up in. Have you ever heard of a, somebody tell you you thought had integrity and they were your friend? Hmm. Next thing you know, there's the biggest enemy you had because they had no integrity. You see, it, the, the Bible, I mean, the thing is, unto death do us part. That's what it says. That's what it says, right? When you say that, you better have integrity or you're being dishonest. Okay. You see, I like it in church when people are quiet because we want you to be better people. You're saved, you're going to heaven. I'm trying to get, get it together down here and to be a better God man. Or kingdom, we got kingdom men and kingdom women in here. All right? And that is how you live your life and your behavior as a person and your character. We don't want dishonesty in here. We don't want dishonesty up with God, dishonesty with each other. When we say we love somebody, we mean it. That's right. When we say we're going to show up, we mean it. That's right. Right? And then sometimes we don't need to show up, we need to mean it. That's right. You see? Are you with me? Am I doing all right? Amen. All right. Here's a good one, Pastor. Integrity means admitting when you are wrong. Okay. The hardest thing, are we a church of truth? Amen. How many words is that? How many words? It's the hardest thing is to admit when we're wrong. I'm sorry. That's right, two words. The hardest two words for a man to say is I was wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just hard for us as men to say that. Ask me how I know. The hardest two words for me to say until I got saved was, I was wrong. wrong. It is hard. And, it, and we, it's hard for us to admit that we were wrong. That's right. It's hard to admit that we were wrong. But if you have integrity, it shouldn't bother you to say, I'm wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Okay? Lastly, integrity means behaving honorably even when no one is watching. And that's what is tough, when nobody's watching. Who are you when nobody's watching? You see? How's your household when nobody's watching but you and your spouse, your children, when there's nobody there? How's it? You see? It, it bothers me sometimes when I hear someone say about someone that's uh, it could be a pastor, it could be a, a deacon, or it could be a praise team member or a church member, and they see them, and they see that, and they look at them, and they, like, I didn't know that the person was like that. Why not? Uh, just because a person is standing somewhere or doing something doesn't mean they what? Read it again. Integrity is behaving honorably even when no one is watching. You see? Y'all want to see an angel? You're looking at him. <laughs> who is he in the house? Same as he is up here. You see, who is he in the house? You don't know that. Ask me, I'm glad he said that. Ask me why he's wrong. Say why he's wrong. The Bible says no one knows a man's spirit but the spirit. That's the book. No one knows a man's spirit but the spirit. Guess who knows when you're lying? the Holy Spirit, and right. he's a, it's offensive to him to walk around and call yourself a Christian 
and not live with integrity. And this is what the world, that's why people don't come to church, because they see all of these people that are setting up in church and always talking about the Lord and doing this and that, and they watch their lifestyle, and they see there's no integrity in there, and they say, why should I go to church and be like them? Because they're not spiritual enough to know that, you know, church is like everything else. There's a percentage of people in the church are church goers, and some, a few, they say 25%, but I hope we're better than that in here, a few have integrity because they've been filled with the Holy Ghost and they live the life. But if you come in any church, even this one, there's going to be some people in here that don't have integrity. That's right. So don't look at the ones that don't have integrity. The Spirit of Shirt, you look at the ones who do. And don't use it as an excuse not to come to church because there's people like that there. There's people like that out there on your job, your family. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? That's right. We want to get this right. So, all right. So now we know that. We know that, that, that there's some behaviors in people when they're in the dark that's not the same as when you see them. All right? So we, and it bothers me. I got to talk to you. It bothers me when I people say, I would never think so-and-so would be like that. Why not? They fighting the same demonic forces you fighting. That's right. You see? Yes. A lot of it's mouth religion. It's not in their heart. That's right. Because integrity comes from your heart and your mind. So does a woman think of in her heart, so is she. So does a man think of his heart, so is he. All right, here we go. Now let's, let's look go. at deceitfulness, which means concealing or distorting the truth to trick or mislead. Pretending to be someone else. Why are you going to be tend to be somebody else? Yeah. You know, you ever see somebody dressed up? They dressed up, and you find out who they really messed up. Mm. <laughs> Say that again. You see what I'm saying? That's good. Say oh, that yeah. Again. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're all dressed up, but they inside they're all messed up. You understand what I'm talking about? And that's called what? Deceitfulness. Deceitfulness. That's why you have to listen to me. You need, before you put people in your life, first of all, you ought to get yourself right. You got to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to discern to you if this person is deceitful or not. Everybody, everybody in here, including me, has been conned by somebody who was deceitful in some area or another. Every one of us. That's right. You see? That's right. Yes. Lastly, untrustworthiness. And that's the worst one. Which doesn't take responsibility or acknowledge for having done something wrong. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Just admit it. Yeah. All right? It also means dishonest. All right? Deceitful. Mm -hmm. Shifty. <laughs> you know those shifty people? Yeah. They with you one day. They're your friend one day over here. And then they somebody else's friend over here. You see, you know, you know who are really the worst at that? Y'all love me? Yeah. Now it's got on the men, right? Yeah. Women. Yeah, yeah, they they'll shift on they shift on each other in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. When men got their faults, women got theirs too. Come on here. Everybody gets beat up in here. Equal opportunity. I don't want to get sued. All right, here we go. You, you gotta worry about that. You gotta look at that. Is this person there's some people, family members, amen. amen. Shifty. You see? Okay. Let's add one of your favorite ones. All right. Jelly leg. Jelly leg, I can't even stand that. I and insincere. In what? And insincere. They're insincere. People talk to you. Are they sincere? When you speak, are you sincere? Mm. You know how it works? And yea and nay. 
Be sincere when you say it. That's right. Don't be shifty. Because when you say no, they're going to try to get you to be shifty. And it works with some folks. All right? And lastly, a person who's untrustworthy is not dependable or worthy of confidence. Yeah. There's some folks like that. You can love them as a Christian, but you don't like them. All right, here we go. Um, turn to Proverbs chapter 6. I'm going to read 16 through 19 from the King James. All right, here we go. Now, I'm telling you, everybody look at me. Is there some things that you just hate in a person? Say yes. Yes. All right, here we go. These six things doth the Lord hate. Wait a minute. See, here's what we do. God, there's some things that God hates. Yes, there is. Did y'all know that? Yes. There are some things that God hates. Let's see which one of, the, one of them is, okay? He says, yea, seven are an abomination. And seven are abomination, and abomination is, phew, we'll keep going. Which means extreme disgust and hatred, and these are unto him. He hates it, and it disgusts him. The first one is a proud look. He hates a proud look. Lying tongue. And there, uh, nothing worse than a lying tongue. And hands that shed innocent blood. Mm-hmm. A heart that deviceth wicked imaginations. Uh-huh. Feet that be swift and running to mischief. All right. A false witness that speak lies. And he that soweth discord among brethren. That's what? That's a person that is what? What's the word? Dishonest. Dishonest. He hates them. God hates that. We ought to hate that. You see? There's no reason to tell a lie. Just don't talk. That's right. That's right. Don't say nothing. You see? You know what is pastor's favorite word if he has to say? We'll see. We'll see. Let me think about it. We'll see. Okay? Just so we're clear, he says it again in Proverbs 11, verse 1. Now, I love the way he writes this. The Lord detests, truly hates, and finds extremely offensive, dishonest scales. As a person that cheats other people out of something. But accurate weights find favor with him. You see, and it can happen anywhere. And I, it bothers me. When I hear someone come to me or I look on TV and I see it from the pulpit, it bothers me because people put us all in the same thing. Mm. And it just bothers me when we cause this confusion and chaos in the church. Read that last part again. But accurate weights find favor with him. We want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we weigh things equally. To balance. We're, not dead. We're not dishonest. Why? One of my favorite, uh, you know, you all know Brother Fred is my prayer partner, has been my prayer partner for 15 years. He's, he's in uh, Washington, D.C. And uh, uh, Brother Fred Griffin, that's what I'm talking about. He's in Washington, D.C. now, and we're still prayer partners. We made that commitment, and it's been almost 15 years. Ask me how he got to church. I'll tell you a story. He was at a church, and, and we said, I won't name the church here in Kansas City. And, you know, every, every church 
Come on, y'all. See, something ain't, ain't racist, it's just a fact. You know, all, you know, most black churches got a bishop. Everybody a bishop. I got so many friends that are bishop that I dog them a lot about that, you know. They asked me, well, why ain't you a bishop? I said, I ain't even a good pastor yet. I ain't trying to be nothing more than that. Uh, so what happened is in a church, they were going to send the pastor someplace on board, and they wanted every member to give $1,000. Y'all heard that before. Don't act like y'all ain't heard that before. $1,000. And so Brother Fred, you know, he, he writes my boy. Brother Fred talked to the pastor after it's over and said, you got some people in here that can't afford that. That really hurt them a lot. And the pastor said, they ought to hurt. Mm. That's a true story. You've heard not. And he said he would never go to church again. So his wife met a member of Christ Temple North. And so she came to Christ Temple North and uh, was in the service. And she went home and told, said, Fred, you need to meet this guy. You and him going to be best friends. That's what she told him. And she kept on him. And Brother Fred, who said he had never come to church again, because what happened, came to this church. And me and him became best friends and still best friends. Because there's no dishonesty in Pastor Fields. That's right. It is what it is, you see. You understand what I'm saying? Just think now, and he is strong in his community, in his church community. Guess what would have happened if his wife hadn't led him, because he's got a tremendous ministry, tremendous ministry. If his wife had not led him to a place that he could get back with God, a lot of people would have been what? Missing out. That's right. Every church and everybody in the pulpit is not honest. Y'all kicking these phones like crazy here today. <laughs> Cast some integrity in here. Turn them phones off. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Look. Look at me. Everybody looks. It's going to be the most important thing you'll ever get. Do you want to know if the person has integrity? First of all, you need to have it so you can identify it. That's right. Second of all, if you've got integrity... You're a Christian? You're saved? The Holy Spirit ain't going to tell you who's who? That's right. That's right. Teach. Okay. I got that one fixed right quick. All right, here we go. Now we're going to turn to Exodus chapter 18. I'm going to read verse 21 from the voice. Exodus, how do we get to Exodus? Oh, okay, I'm, I got this paper and I got all cooked up. I thought we were still in John here. <laughs> I got the right thing? Yeah, you got the right thing. Okay. Oh, it's Exodus, right. It's right in front of me. <laughs> I got all caught up and got excited and missed where I'm at. I got you. It's all right. All right, here we go. Exodus 18, 21. As for all these other duties you have taken on, choose competent leaders who fear God, love truth, despise dishonesty, and won't take bribes. All right. Here's, and even in the Old Testament, God was telling us if we're going to pick men to be in the church, pick men that are what? that are honest, not by their education, not by their finance, that's women or men, by men that are honest. Guess how you can do that? Try the spirits by the spirit and see that if they are of God, not a vote. That's right. All right? 
That's a popularity thing. All right. Then he goes on and says, after you divide and subdivide all the people into various groups of a thousand, hundred, fifty, and ten. Now here's the key. Put the men of integrity you selected in charge over the various groups. And then he says, get the men, and we got women now, that have integrity. And put them in the slots that needs to be taken care of. Churches have problems because they go, they vote. That's a popularity contest. We want men and women of integrity. That's who he is at home. That's right. That's who she is at home. Do you know to be a deacon in this church, okay, we, we, what has to happen in this church to be a deacon, pastor has a conference and the first lady with the wife. And the wife has to submit to me if the husband is competent enough to be a deacon. Because she knows. That's right. We got quiet up in here then. See the hurting or helping. Yeah, buddy. Here we go. Wouldn't that, doesn't that make sense, people? Who knows more about it than the people in the family? That's right. The wife knows more about the husband than we do. That's why you got deacons in churches that are abusers. That's right. Because they vote. But you asked her. And we, I did ask one, and she said no. Is that true? That person's not a church now, but not because of anything we did. Because she said no. I said, okay. I said, no, bro, you ain't ready. That's right. What do I got to do to get ready? Treat your wife right. That's right. And your kids. That's right. Now we're ready for Luke 16 and right. 10? Yes, I'm having so much okay. fun up here. I, I got, I'm Check. watching people's faces. You ought to see the faces up in here. Just, like, like, all right, here we go. He says, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. You know why some people don't have nothing? Because they can't be trusted with little. That's right. And that's why God ain't gave them much. That's right. The Bible says if, you, if you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you rulers over many a thing. There are some people who could, would lose their soul if they had 50 cents more than their meal ticket. That's right. Because they couldn't handle, no, some folks can't handle money, some folks can't handle power, some folks can't handle pain, uh, or anything. Say, read that again because I want everybody to get that because you could be sitting in this church wondering why God hadn't blessed you. Well, go back over your life and see how you're handling your, your finances. Mm-hmm. Say, so if right. you ain't taking care of little, I ain't going to give you much. That's right. You see? Because mm-hmm. I like having fun today. This is a fun day for me. Some people don't need a whole lot of good look. Come on, Amen. Come on. make a plane. Yeah, they need to be average because they can't handle it. That's right. Make it plain. Little. Some folks, so only say amen if you ran into one of them or you won. Some folks get a promotion, can't handle it. That's right. They'd have been off, better off stay where they were. That's right. Take care of your little, God will give you more. That's right. Amen. That's right. Take care of your little. God will give you more. Right. You see, I don't have any friends. <laughs> well, there's a reason. <laughs> he who shows himself friendly will have friends. That's right. Scripture. That's right. Okay? Again, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. A person that can trust with very little can also be trusted with much. 
This is for every individual in here. Okay. And whoever is dishonest with very little here we go. will also be dishonest with much. If you know a person is dishonest, why are you giving them so much? Let's talk life. Can we talk life? Say yes, Pastor. If you know a person is dishonest, why are you giving them so much of your life? Well, teach. Teach. Makes no sense. Only the women are laughing. <laughs> They're all smiling. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it again. It makes sense, right? If you know that you can't trust that person with a little, why do you give them so much of your life? And then complain when they destroy it. You see? Okay, all right. Mm. Now we're ready for 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 through 10. Okay. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. It's called integrity. The Bible says if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie, and the truth is not in us. That's if right. we walk in darkness, if we walk in the light, yes, as he is in the light, let's do this. If we walk in the truth as he is in the truth, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, yes, his son will cleanse us from all sins. If you're walking in, you come into church, but you can be walking in darkness, being dishonest. That's right. Because a Christian walks in the light. That's right. Right? Okay. He goes on in verse 8 and says, if we say that we have no sin. I love this one here. This, if this is one of my favorite scriptures, I got to read this. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Right. You're living a lie. That's right. And guess what? That's why you go to church, folks, because there's somebody like you in here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. There's one thing, I, there's two organizations that's really good, AA and church. AA, they're all alcoholics. Church, they're all sinners. That's right. The one thing you hear all the time, I'm not going to church. They got hypocrites there. That's where they're supposed to be. So you see, that's, that's what it is. It's like sick people going to the hospital. That's where it's supposed Thank you. That's where they're supposed to be. That's because right. the Bible says if we say we have not sinned, we're lying. That's right. We are we're being what? Deceitful. That's right. You see, and that's from the pulpit all the way back. There, the Bible says. If you say you have not sinned, you are a liar, not me. You see, we want to grow out of it. And we come to church so we can get more out of it and get that cleanse us up and get born again because we were born. Even kids, how many have had babies? You ever pick up a little baby? What is a little baby scratching and trying to get your glasses and they screaming and kicking and going because what? They're babies. And they get they kick and stomp. You got folks just like that, but they do it in their spirit. Mm -hmm. Still baby. Right? You're born into sin. You're born again out of sin. You see? So if you say you have not sinned, you're lying. Period. I'll read it again. If you say that we have, it says we, we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Right. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. Thank God for his grace. All right, Amen. here we go. Now here's the tough one, okay? We're told in verse 9 that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just 
to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this is what you got to do. You got to do that. You got to confess, confess your sins, and God will, yes, He will remove all that dirtiness and unrighteousness. Now, here's the problem many of you have done that, okay? But you're hanging with people who have it, and you want them to act like people who have. Mm. You see, there's a problem. You got it. They're not going to get it. Because what? They haven't confessed their sins. Right. So they still have sin in them. That's right. And so they don't have forgiveness in them. God won't forgive you unless you confess it. That's right. And so we got people who have never confessed their sins, and so that means they who they are, and we wanted them to be like us, but we've confessed our sins, and God has cleansed up our life, but we want to hang around with people's lives who ain't been hung up, and we the ones wrong. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? All right. And then again in verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, here we go again, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Welcome to Christ Temple North. No little lies, big U's, no big U's, little lies, because we've all been here. That's right. Does that make sense what I'm saying? We want life-changing messages over here. We don't want to be entertained. We want life-changing messages so that we can live the life. Salvation is free. That's right. Living the life is hard. That's right. But we want to live the life, and once you look at that, you're either this person or the other person. The other person is going to try to destroy you because you become this person. Right. Amen. A man picked up a snake because the snake was broken. Right. Picked up a snake, took the snake home and nursed the snake and fed the snake, and he would put it around and take care of it. The snake got, the good thing, the snake got well. Snake bit him. When he was dying, he asked the snake, well, why'd you bite me? And the snake told him, you know I was a snake when you picked me up. That's right. That's right. Some of the stuff we pointed at other folks doing this because we've allowed them to come in here. That's right? Because they ain't these people. All right? And they can be in church, but that don't stop you from going. Right? Do you know there's some, what's those people to get sick, but they're not really sick? Hypochondriacs. They go to the hospital, right? But it don't keep you from, you ain't going, well, I ain't going in there. Sick people. We were all sick. Ask me why. You just got to reading it. Sin. We all came from that. Some of us are still struggling in that. But we're working our way out of that. We either out of it or working our way out of it, right? And so, but we haven't got time to be putting people in our lives that are not these people. Most of you people's problems in here is you. You're putting the wrong folk in your life. You getting this message and you trying to live this message and you want to put somebody in your life and you want to do evangelistic dating or whatever y'all do or what online and this and that. You can't save folks. You got to work on your own life. Right? That's why we come over here to teach. You see, that's my brother. Okay. That's your unsaved brother. He's going to do unsaved things, right? That's my sister. Okay. She's unsaved. She's going to do unsaved things. Well, what's wrong? You, because you're trying to put something on somebody they can't handle. That's right. Right? That's right. You all are getting a lesson about a life lesson in here about how Christians are supposed to be, what they're supposed to go through, how they're supposed to get there, and you want to take the steps to get there, and you want somebody who's laying flat like the snake. You want to pick them up all broken, 
And then when they tear your life up or cut, then you're mad at them. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. I'm fussing. Right. I'm the problem. I tell Sister Gwen all the time, I said, I love it when I'm the problem. I can fix me. That's right. You see? But it's my responsibility of who I put in my life and where I put it in my life. Do you understand? God is not in everybody's life. God hasn't forgiven everybody. He just read it. You can read it in the NIV. If you don't ask for forgiveness and you don't confess your sins, you're going to live and die a sinner. That's right. And quit wanting a sinner. You saved? Most of y'all saved in here? You saved? Amen. Well, why are you letting unsaved folks rule your life? That's on you. All right? Go ahead. We'll go on. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know where I'm at. Acts 5. No, I don't need to do Acts 5. We've got enough. Because Acts 5 is about the people, the husband and the wife, remember? They sold that they were supposed to sell some stuff, and they yeah. said they're going to give it all back to the church. This is an act. Y'all read me. You get home, Acts 5, 1 through 10. And That's they right. both lied. And, and you don't want this to happen today, but I, if God was like this, guess what happened? They came back, but they told Peter and, and uh, Paul, yeah, they told Peter and them, that we're going to go back here and sell this, and we're going to give the money to the church. It's in here. And so the husband came back. When he came back, he says, uh, uh, this is the money I got. And he lied. And Peter said to him, you didn't lie to me. You lied to the Holy Ghost. And guess what happened? It's in here. Dropped he dead. dropped dead. On the spot. Because he lied. And Peter said, you didn't lie to me. You lied to the Holy Ghost. Well, then you think he's, then his wife came. And uh, they didn't tell her what happened to the husband. Then she said the same thing. And then that's her husband. She said, just like your husband, it's in here. Guess what happens to her? Because she lied. Said, dropped dead. She dropped dead. It's in here. That's what? Acts, Acts 5, 1 and 10. 1 through 10. You got it? So what are we going to live with in this church? Integrity. We're going to live with integrity in this church. And integrity means, and we're going to live with honesty in this church. That's right. And who are we going to be honest with first? Ourselves. And then here, be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. When you're honest with yourself, there's some things that you can do, and there's some things that you can't do. Too many people cause other people to talk them into doing things that they're not qualified of doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? If Pastor Wood asked you to come up and, and, and do something, you can tell Pastor, well, Pastor, you know, I'm, I'm just not very good at that. Then you're being honest to him, and he'll probably say, okay, well, you, we'll let you grow into it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, look at that. i tell you what to do something. Want to do something fun? Some of y'all got people here around you. Look at that person and say, I'm going to be honest with you for the rest of my life. I will be honest with you, you for, for the, the rest, rest of, of my, my life. life. Woo! 